the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Congress is about to get dumber. Uh, It really doesn't matter who wins control of the House tonight. Um, It's going to get much dumber next January when the new class is enrolled down there in Washington because Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez will be one of the people sworn in next January. She has no chance of losing to the mannequin that the Republicans have put up in her district to run against her uh, after beating a guy who was considered a Speaker of the House material in a primary back in April, and every Democrats everywhere went crazy and fell in love with her. Um, the turnout for that election was something like 30%, by the way. And Ocasio-Cortez is a socialist. She wants free stuff for everybody. And that includes free health care, of course. She's all for Medicare for all, which uh, some experts say will cost about $32 trillion over 10 years. And here's what she said when asked how it will be paid for. And remember, this is the person that they are now calling the new face of the Democratic Party. Medicare for all. Mm-hmm. Is it too expensive? No. People often say, like, how are you going to pay for it? And... I find the question so puzzling because how do you pay for something that's more affordable? How do you pay for cheaper rent? How do you pay for You just pay for it. <laughs> we're paying more now. So it's not that, our, that we're saying this whole system is free. Yeah. It's saying it is free of cost at the point of service. So that means that you're not delaying going to the dentist. Because you're not you money. because yeah. you don't have the cash at the point of service. At the point of service. Now, uh, how old is she? What, 12? Um, I mean... Um, you know, I'm pretty sure that it's in the House of Representatives that all um, appropriations are uh, begun and approved. And that's where the money comes from is what I'm trying to say. Um, and she's going to be there. And at some point, she's going to be on some committee somewhere that's in charge of spending money. And she says, "It's uh, how are we going to pay for it? Well, it's going to be cheaper, so it'll be easier to pay. She has, She couldn't possibly have the first clue what she's talking about. She's going to Congress. That's who's going to get about 85 or 90 percent of the vote tonight from the fine people in Queens and the Bronx. Remember now, she won the primary by 30 percent. The turnout for the uh, for the election uh, today, when they know that she can't lose, it's probably going to be, well, I don't know, probably less than that. Anyway, she's going to be a real live Congress person in January. And the media, as I said, they, uh, of course, they love her. So. No matter what happens tonight with all the other races, you are guaranteed that the House of Representatives will be dumbed down with Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. And they'll, believe me, the media are already in love with her and they'll be falling all over her and they won't call her on any of the stupid things she says. And she says stupid things about every second or third time she opens her mouth. So there are less than three hours until the polls close and nobody really knows what to expect tonight. I voted today in Muse, PA. That's in Washington County. And I had to wait in line for about 20 minutes. And the line when I came out was twice as long as it was when I got there. I don't know what that means. But the line did seem a little longer than the line for the presidential election two years ago. I can't remember if I went at about the same time. But anyway, that's all I have to go on. I did ask one of the volunteers if the turnout was good. He said it was. Again, who knows what means anything. I voted straight R which I've never done before. But, again, I've never believed that Democrats were insane before. I've been a conservative for a long time with some libertarian leanings, and I've always thought the Democrats were wrong. I just didn't think they were nuts until now. They're suffering from Trump derangement syndrome, which is even worse than uh, Bush derangement syndrome. And if they don't get the blue wave that they're expecting, lots of heads are going to be exploding, especially um, in the studios of CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, uh, and it, I guess in the uh, the newsroom at the New York Times, there'll be some heads exploding there too. Meanwhile, 
Yesterday, uh, on this very program, the John Steigerwald Show, uh, I asked these stupid people to do everybody a favor and, you know, not show up to vote today. And I hope, if you are stupid, you took my advice. And I'm not the only person in America not rooting for a big turnout today, by the way. I found a writer at The Federalist who feels exactly the same way I do. And if you haven't voted yet, she'll be here after the break to give you her guide to help you decide if you should just forget it and stay home. Stick around. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. The 2018 Donut Hole is closing fast. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today. This is John Stagerwald. Medicare is confusing. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions, and they have the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year, and how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it all together? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost, but quality. With lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. Why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Visit MarleyFG.com today. That's MarleyFG.com. Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. It's been a full day. The to-do list is done, the kids are in bed, the dishes can wait. Right now, this moment is just for you. It's your chance to unwind. It's your end of day, ah... At the Original Mattress Factory, we're proud supporters of the end-of-day awe, and we want to see how you relax at the end of your busiest days. Share your posts on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the hashtag endofdayawe for the chance to win a $1,000 Original Mattress Factory gift certificate. Relax. You've earned it. Are you about to pay double for new windows, siding, or doors? If you haven't called Windows R Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and, of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But AM 1250 The Answer and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. Being an Answer Fan Club member is the fast, free, easy way to access exclusive content only available to members. Easily enter contests, give us your feedback, and let us know how we're doing. Score pre-sale tickets and get exclusive seating, plus members-only discounts and loads of free stuff. Like right now, members have a chance at two tickets to the Jesus Free Cruise this June with DC Talk, including airfare. Visit TheAnswerPGH.com and join for Freak, a uh, free today. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, if you were listening yesterday, I performed what I think was a public service. I asked the stupid people to stay home today. 
And that wasn't meant just for people who vote for people that I don't like. It was meant for people who pay no attention to the news, have zero interest in the issues, but still show up to vote. So today, I actually ran across a woman at The Federalist who seems to agree with me. Her name is Georgie Borman. She joins us now. Georgie, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me on again. Yeah, uh, you're becoming a semi-regular. We're happy to have you. So apparently uh, I'm not the only person in America who doesn't think that a huge turnout on Election Day is necessarily a good thing. Right, yeah. I think we're in a distinct minority um, (laughs) because everybody is trying to to motivate the habitual non-voters to go out and actually cast a vote. But if you really think about what that does to our country when lots of people who never pay attention to politics and are not really truly intrinsically motivated to vote because they know what they want from their candidates and they know what's going on and where their own personal stance is on the issues. That could be really damaging for our country because you've got a bunch of people who are almost like, it's almost like picking a name out of a hat and then deciding who wins the election based off of that. Because, you know, in a lot of these um, non-habitual voters are also swing voters. You know, they go back and forth from the right to the left and and back again. So they don't really know what they want. Um, To put uh, our democracy in the hands of those people, I think, is irresponsible. So I think what the responsible thing to do is, if you um, are not motivated about politics, you don't really know what you believe, you don't um, stay informed, it's not that you're a bad person or a bad citizen. You can still be a really good person and a really good citizen if you don't vote. And in fact, if you do fall in that category, the, the most the thing with the most integrity to do would be to stay home. Yeah, and I, um, uh, I saw you have a you have a quiz here. You came up with a quiz: twelve ways to know if you shouldn't vote today. Uh, can we go through some of these? Uh, yeah. So uh, go ahead. <clears throat> some of them are a little tongue in cheek. You know, the first one is if you get all your news from from late night comedy hosts. Um, that that would be someone who probably is not well equipped to vote. Um, as you probably know, uh, Comedy Central is not known for their fair and balanced coverage of politics. Um, But there are a lot of young people who, you know, that is their regular exposure to to what's going on in current events. Um, But that is definitely not enough to, while it might be funny, it's not enough to equip you to... Yeah, and and Jon Stewart was passed off by the, the, the regular media, as a guy who, you know, he kind of knew what was going on. He was a good guy to get your stuff from, and he did it. He, he gave it to you in a funny way. And so that's what, I mean, a lot of people actually bought what he was selling. Yeah, yeah, and it is funny. You know, when, when things are packaged in a nice way where it's inter- entertaining, you know, so much of what we consume now is infotainment, and it's heavy on the entertainment aspect and low on the information. And, and it, it, I do enjoy watching Comedy Central um, now and then. But again, like it, it's, it's a really bad way to get your news because they don't cover the context. They don't usually put, um, you know, put things in the larger scheme of what's going on in the world and, and cover other important things that are happening. So, <clears throat> yeah, not, not a great way to get your no. news. And, and uh, number two here is, are you inclined to vote primarily based on a program tax credit or other specific policy change that a politician has promised you, I, I guess that includes free stuff that uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is throwing out there every five minutes. Right. Yeah, because the thing is, is, is unless, unless you're electing a dictator, which we don't do in this country, um, that's, that's just one politician who has to work with a bunch of other politicians to get things done. So if they promise you something, even as a governor, and say, I'm going to deliver you, um, you know, free Medicaid for all, or I'm going to deliver you this specific welfare program, the chances of that happening are really, really low. So if you're banking your vote off that, that's extremely misguided. Um, And so there's all these people out there, these community agitators, these activists who are getting people whipped up and riled up and, and promising them things and then telling them how evil the other side is in order to motivate them to get to the polls. And it's all based off of low information, high emotion. Mm-hmm. And that's a recipe for disaster when it comes to uh, a democratic republic like ours. And you point out that one of the big races uh, that everybody's going to be watching tonight, the Florida governor's race, uh, had an example of that. Yes. Yeah. So Project Veritas Action 
um, covered that and they went went undercover and spoke with one of the staffers for his campaign and he said um, talking about said, Gillum in Florida uh, yes yeah, Gillum. Yeah. Andrew Gillum yeah and he, yeah he said um, fairy tales in the modern day begin with once I am elected and he actually said that multiple times you know so he's admitting that they're promising people things that they can't actually deliver on which makes you a you know kind of a garbage human being as in terms of politics and what you're doing to manipulate people, but also you shouldn't let yourself be manipulated. You know, you you should um, be a little bit wiser and a little bit more on guard when people try and promise you things because this is politics and those things don't happen. So if you're if you're riding home right now and you haven't voted yet, uh, just keep all this stuff in mind. This is a this is a quiz for you, um, not a quiz but a test, I guess. Is pressure from friends and coworkers one of the primary reasons you consider voting? Yes. So um, I think social media does have a have an impact on people in terms of, oh, I usually don't vote, but I kind of feel guilty for not voting because, you know, they say our democracy depends on it and we can't let Orange Hitler get his way. And, you know, I see all these memes that are meant to virtual signal about how important it is that you participate in democracy or else the whole world will crumble. Right. Well, it didn't crumble last time you didn't vote. Um so it might not be too big of an impact if you don't vote if you don't vote this time as well. So that is not a good reason to vote if you're if you're motivated at all by peer pressure. You should be intrinsically motivated because you care about the issues and you care about selecting the right candidates who are going to govern effectively and protect your rights. We're talking to Georgie Borman of the uh, Federalist, who has a uh, list here of questions to ask yourself to decide whether or not you should even bother voting. Uh, this one, um, Georgie, doesn't apply to me because I've never played Candy Crush. But uh, I, this is kind of this kind. Uh, this sounds kind of um, scary to me. Do your habits show you'd rather play Candy Crush than read a news article? Right. Yeah. So, so um, consumers uh, worldwide who play Candy Crush spend about a billion hours. Um, each month, it's time well spent. Mobile yeah. games, yeah, yeah, a billion hours playing mobile games. That's a lot. So you know, just for Candy Crush, um, that's like thirty-seven million users who play the games or, or other games by the people who make Candy Crush, and that's like seven point four minutes per session that they spend on that. That's enough to read like a moderately informative <laughs> article on yeah. any political Anything. topic, right? Or or watch or watch a video or listen to part of a podcast. You know, there's so many ways where we can easily get quality information um, that we're we're letting so much of our time just drain away from us doing these things that absolutely don't matter at all. Um, so if if your habits are more like, you know, actually, I really want to go back and play more Candy Crush because I'm addicted and I, I don't want to pay attention, then maybe you shouldn't vote. I was going to do some quick math and uh, how many years are uh, how many years would a billion hours make? Because that's, uh, I think it would take you back quite a while. Um, but, um, okay, here's another one. Would you say, um, if an on-the-street interviewer asked you who the vice president is? I think, I, I would guess there's some people out there voting, I don't know what the percentage would be, who would not be able to tell you who the vice president is. Yeah, yeah, it could be. You know, if somebody knocked on their door and got them really riled up and said, um, you know, so and so wants to to take away your your bodily autonomy, or they want to take away your health care, or something like that. And you don't really know anything about politics, but you're like, oh my gosh, it's so terrible! I have to get out to the polls and vote. Um, yeah, you could have people who don't know who the vice president is. And uh, yeah, I just found came across this video from 2016 of a of a guy interviewing people in California and asking them who Joe, Joe Biden is, and they yep. were like, uh. You know, hey, I've, don't be that guy. Georgie, I've seen interviews on college campuses where they ask uh, asked college students, uh, who did we, why did we fight the, the British? I, it was around July 4th or I, whatever it was. They didn't know why we fought the British in the, in the uh, Revolutionary War. They didn't know who won the Civil War. These are college students. So, I, you know, I guarantee you there's some of them out there who have no idea who the vice president is, and I hope none of them are voting today. Um, they white privilege, so yeah. Are you pretty sure of themselves? <laughs> are you uh, primarily motivated by rage because the other side wants to take away your guns, free speech, health care? You know, any one, any number of things. Right. 
yeah, you know, this is a really common scare tactic, especially for the campaign ads where they say so-and-so wants to strip you of this benefit or that, or they want to slash Social Security or, you know, just any number of unfounded claims. Throw people um, out in the street. Throw people out in the street, yeah, send grandma over the cliff. Yeah, right. Um, you know, like there's this one article I came across from the Hill that, that claimed seriously that Republicans wanted to take away health care from millions of Americans to pay for tax cuts for corporations and the wealthy few. That was a serious statement that was made to the public. That mm-hmm. was not even remotely true. Right. Um, so, again, it's it's one of those things where if you're going to be a voter, you have to be shrewd and you have to be um on guard about what people are trying to tell you and what they're going to promise you because, you know, a lot of these things are just disinformation. And that's uh, one of the things that, uh, that that's something that's in every election. Uh, you know, they're going to uh, give tax cuts to the rich, even though, like, uh, I don't know what the percentage is, uh, uh, 48% or whatever, I forget, I saw it just today, the number of people who don't pay any income tax. So they shouldn't even, I don't know if they should even be allowed to vote if I have to pay for them to you know, I have to pay for I have to pay their bills. Why are they Why are they voting on what to do with my money? That's what I don't I don't get. Um, yeah, it's a contentious topic for yeah. sure. Um, I'm not in, even entirely sure how I how I fall down on that, but but in any case, you know that's that's never going to happen. Those people will will always vote. So yeah. So um, of, of all of all these, what's the what's the one you think that uh, is, I didn't get through all of them, but. Um, What's the one that you think is most important here that, that should uh, disqualify you? What's the first? Uh, not knowing the vice president would be a good one. Ooh, yeah, that's that's tough. I think I would say maybe number eight, which is if you don't know where you yourself stand on the big issues, you yeah. know, like abortion, taxes, um, climate change-oriented policy, welfare, gun control, um, you know, how much power should be centralized, you know, local versus versus federal if you if you have no idea where you stand on those things, then you're very ill-equipped, no matter what you know about the candidate, to to pick the one that best represents your interest. Yeah, you you um, right here. If you don't know how you want a candidate to govern on more than one or two specific issues, maybe you shouldn't vote. That seems like pretty good advice to me. Yeah, so I think that that's one of the big ones there, definitely. And uh, I have about a minute left here. Do you follow politics or policy at all outside of election season, or do you rely on news filtered to you by Facebook friends and family? That's kind of dangerous. Yeah, it is, is. It is dangerous because the further you're removed from the source, the more distorted things get. It's like you know playing that game telephone that we used to play in kindergarten. Um, so, so by the time it gets to you, if it's filtered through five different people. Um, it could be nothing resembling what the actual news story was to begin with. Uh, so that's a, a really poor way to get your information. And again, there are so many great ways that we can get quality information that to rely on that is simply not enough. And, and, and if that is, you know, what you're content with in terms of finding out what's going on in the world, maybe you should stay home. See, uh, Georgie, we're finishing up here. I, I have a real simple way for people who don't pay a lot of attention uh, you can do this if you've been in a coma, like until today, for like the last, I don't know, couple of years. You just ask somebody who Rosie O'Donnell is voting for, and then you vote for the other person. <laughs> I th- okay. I, I mean, guess I guess that's, yeah, that's a John Steigerwald cheat sheet. <laughs> yeah, All right. That's pretty, I mean, you know, or you could pick somebody else, uh, R- uh, R- Rosie O'Donnell, Barbara Streisand. Who's Barbara Streisand uh, supporting this year? Uh, okay, who's the other guy? I'll give me him. That's who I'm taking. So uh, you know, I think you you right. could actually vote for pretty good candidates if you just limited, you know, reduced it to that. I think. Mm. Yeah, it's debatable. You might, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Hey, maybe six out of if ten, go go through the list of people Barbara Streisand has supported and 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 pick the other guy. <laughs> you're, you're you've you've done well the last what fifty years, but I, I hey, yeah. hey Georgie, I appreciate you being on. Really good stuff today. It's a good piece you wrote. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. That's Georgie Borman of The Federalist. When we come back, we are not going to talk about the election, but we're going to talk about uh, guns in synagogues and churches. And it's an interesting story about a guy who's, oh, he's getting people interested in doing that. We'll do that when we come back. Stick around. 
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Voters are turning out in large numbers for an off-year election on what many see as a referendum on President Trump's policies. Ohio voter Gary Smith says he voted a straight Republican ticket. The reason why I'm out here voting today is because uh, I'm doing like what Trump says. We're trying to make America great again. So I'm out here voting for the Republicans. George Washington University political analyst Danny Hayes acknowledges the conventional wisdom which favors a new House majority for the Democrats, but... I don't think it's a guarantee. It's certainly a chance that the Republicans could hold off. And I think all of that has to do with whether or not there is some newfound enthusiasm among Republican voters that didn't appear to be there in the summer. Some analysts have said the sudden Republican strength has come from reaction to the Brett Kavanaugh hearing. So on Wall Street, that up by 173 points. The Nasdaq rose 47. The S&P advanced 17. This is SRN News. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-607-3551. That's 800-607-3551. 800-607-3551. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. November 6th is going to be the most important midterm election in American history. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher inviting you to join me, my colleague Hugh Hewitt, and the full resources of SRN News and Town Hall News as we watch the returns come in locally and nationwide. Midterm Election Night 2018, brought to you by my pillow. Join us for midterm election coverage that is second to none. Coverage begins at 7 a.m. 1250. The Answer. A referendum on Allegheny County's November 6th ballot seeks to establish a children's fund by raising property taxes. But as scholars at the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy note, it is ill-conceived, ill-defined, and likely problematic in implementation. It's also an abuse of the county's charter amendment process. This tax increase is neither justified nor desirable. Learn more about why the children's fund ballot question is misguided at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional thinking has been challenged since 1995. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. The 2018 Donut Hole is closing fast. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today. This is John Stagerwald. Medicare is confusing. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions, and they have the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year, and how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it all together? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost, but quality, with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. Why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Visit MarleyFG.com today. That's MarleyFG.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Looking at a pretty big delay on 79 outbound, starting at Mount Nebo Road up to 910. Also very busy on the Parkway East outbound Forbes Avenue to Edgewood Swissvale. Heavy inbound Edgewood Swissvale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel, 2nd Avenue down to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West outbound looking pretty good. Inbound is heavy though. Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250. The answer. Weather. 
Partly cloudy and breezy tonight with chillier air settling in. We'll drop to 39. Then for tomorrow, looks to be breezy and cool with partly sunny skies. High will be 52. Tomorrow night, mainly clear and cold with a low near 30. Then Thursday will be even chillier with a mix of clouds and sun. High of 46. After some rain on Friday, look for a colder weekend. I'm meteorologist Frank Strait on AM 1250, The Answer. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. So do you remember after the shooting at the Tree of Life Synagogue when Donald Trump was on the tarmac reacting to the shooting uh, and someone from the media asked him about gun control and he said this? If there was an armed guard inside the temple, they would have been able to stop him. Maybe there would have been nobody killed except for him, frankly. Well, he took a lot of criticism criticism for that. And, of course, the soundbite was taken somewhat out of context. But uh, there was a lot of pushback from rabbis who didn't uh, want to consider the idea of having people armed in their synagogues. Not everybody disagrees with the president. Uh, Jonathan Stern is the founder of Harav Gidon Israeli Tactical Training Academy. He's going to tell me if I pronounced that right. And he's had hundreds of Jewish people sign up for courses now in how to prevent what happens at uh, tr- what happened to Tree of Life Synagogue. He joins us now. Did I pronounce that right, uh, Jonathan? Close Pleasure enough? to be here, first of all. Uh, yeah. Pretty close. It's real difficult for a lot of Americans to pronounce it. It's the Hebrew word. It's a, it's a guttural chet. Okay. So it's the cherev gidon. I'll forgive you if you can't pronounce it. Don't worry about it. Okay. Well, I was going to call it Sherev Giddon, so, you know, I, that would have been way off. <laughs> I'm glad you told our producer, Aaron, how to do it. So um, when you founded the, this academy six years ago, did you predict that there would be attacks on Jewish people in the United States? Absolutely. You know, I saw the writing on the wall for a long time, and uh, I knew it was coming. And, uh, you know, I've been telling people for the longest time and, and, and training people, and a lot of those in the Jewish establishment were just really hard-headed and didn't want to listen. And this has been the reality that those predictions came true. And, and now people are seeing the writing on the wall. But it's so unfortunate that they couldn't be proactive like me. They had to be reactive. Well, what was the writing that you saw on the wall? Well, first of all, there's been this climate of anti-Semitism building up in America for years, from, from a lot of different sides of the political spectrum, you've got, you know, neo-Nazis and members of the alt-right who've been inciting against Jews and their marches in Charlottesville where they've been screaming, Jews will not replace us. And then you've got on the other side, on the radical left, you've got the uh, Antifa types and, and, and all these agitators on the campuses who are calling Israel a fascist state and accusing Jews of, of being Israel's agents in America and... and and uh, war crimes and, and, and bloodthirsty murders. I mean, the, the, the list goes on and on. And then you've got even, you know, uh, racist black extremists, the uh, Al Sharpton, Louis Farrakhan types, uh, the BLM, Black Lives Matter groups who have been very anti-Zionist and, and anti-Semitic and expressing a lot of hatred against, against Jews. And then you've got, of course, you know, your Islamic extremists who are very anti-Semitic. And, and these organizations have been inciting for years now against Jews, and, and, and it's just that uh, I'm only surprised it took this long. Well, the uh, attack here in Pittsburgh at the Tree of Life Synagogue is being called the worst attack on the Jewish community in the United States ever. So what kind of response did that uh, set off for you, and um, when, when did you start hearing from people after that? Honestly, within hours of the attack. Um, I mean, I keep the Sabbath, and I wasn't answering my phone uh, or emails on Saturday itself, but immediately Saturday night when I started checking my emails and, and my phone, it was just it's been ringing off the hook. People immediately are contacting me, you know, asking for firearms training. Uh, people are, are panicking. They're like, oh my gosh, you know, we, we need to get a gun now, and we need to carry our gun to synagogue, and we need to be able to protect ourselves because they're seeing, you know, this idea of if something happens, just call 911, the police will be there. Well, that's not true, because the police only got there after 11 uh, Jews had been killed, and then the police themselves came under fire from the gunmen, and, and, and many of them were shot and wounded. And, and, and so this scenario that I had specifically predicted a long time ago actually came to pass, and, and now people are like, okay, well, let's react to it, and, and let's get our guns in, in our training. So I'm now absolutely overwhelmed. This past week has been absolutely crazy. I've, I've had more people contacting me uh, in the last week asking for training, 
than I have had in the entire six years that I've had this business running. Wow. And is it mostly uh, Jewish people who are who are contacting you because they, you know, this hit them so hard? Or is it, are you getting it from, from other uh, churches and other organizations? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, up till this incident happened, uh, the massacre in Pittsburgh happened, we were having a lot of people coming who are not Jewish, and then a lot of people who were Jewish as well. But since the incident in, in Pittsburgh, all this demand is almost entirely from Jews. Wow. It, it's almost only Jewish. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, what, what do you teach them? I mean, what, when they come to see you, when they leave, what have you taught them? Well, usually, you know, we have our courses broken down into four disciplines, which is rifle, pistol, tactical shotgun, and Uzi. Uh, and we have those disciplines broken down into three levels, which is the basic, the intermediate, and the advanced level courses. But now, everybody seems to want the active shooter response drills, the armed response drills, which is mostly using concealed handguns. Uh, also, some of those drills include the use of rifles as well, but it's mostly uh, handguns, and it's, it's all about neutralizing an armed attacker coming into either a synagogue or a Jewish institution. People are not asking for, let's say, the home defense shotgun courses, which they were a month ago. Uh, people are not asking for the long-range rifle marksmanship courses, which w- they would have been you know, this summer. This is all people want right now. Wow. And if, if these people had taken your course... Uh if they had the ones who have taken your course, if they had been at the Tree of Life synagogue, what might have been different? Well, I'm not going to speculate on what exactly would have happened. Right. I, I can't say that after one day of training, someone's going to be proficient enough to act, you know, actually be able to neutralize a determined armed threat. But the reality is, if they would have gotten training by me or with someone else, because it doesn't have to be with me, there's a lot of very proficient firearms instructors and firearms training schools. If they would have gotten their training and gotten their CCW, their concealed carry license, and carried a firearm, and there would have been multiple people on the scene right there in the synagogue who were armed and trained, and this guy would have walked in with his AR-15 and started shooting people, uh, they could have responded and neutralized him either before he managed to shoot or kill anyone, or at least stopped the carnage well before it got to the level that it reached. Yeah, uh, so uh, instead of 11, I mean, it would have still been a tragedy, but it might not have been 11 people. Um and and what is your background? Uh, and we're talking to Jonathan Stern, who has a, uh, a, a tactical training academy, and the name of it is? It's Cherev Gidon, Israeli Tactical Training Academy. Okay, it's C-H-E-R-E-V-G-I-D-O-N is the spelling of it. Um, uh, so what's your training? So uh, my experience is I'm from the, I served in the Israel Defense Forces. I grew up in Israel in the settlement of Kiryat Arba, which is next to Hebron in the West Bank. I grew up there during the Second Intifada, which was a time of terrible turmoil, lots of Palestinian terrorism against those Jewish communities over there. And I saw a lot of people getting shot, a lot of people getting killed. There were a lot of gun battles, a lot of terror attacks. And I served in the military, in the IDF, in, in the height of that time. Uh, and unfortunately, I, I saw a lot of uh, very unpleasant things happening over there. Uh, and so I got out of the military after it came to the United States, and I had a totally different perspective on things than a lot of Americans do, especially American Jews. And I wanted to take my skills in counterterrorism from the military and also from the police. I was a volunteer in the Israeli police also during that uh, period during the Intifada as well. Uh, I wanted to take those firearms training skills, those tactical defensive skills, the counterterrorism skills that I had, and to provide them to the American public, and specifically to Jewish communities which were so vulnerable and needed this so badly. So what, um, tell me what it's like in Israel at, at a synagogue, uh, or any kind of soft target like that. Um, and, and obviously you you have terrorists living next door to you there. Um, but what what's it like in, in, in uh, Israel if you go into a synagogue? Can you, can someone who, if someone goes there with the idea of uh, causing trouble, does he have to understand that he's probably going to get shot? Most likely, I mean, there are armed guards pretty much everywhere in society. Every synagogue has armed guards. Um, they are in front of every restaurant, every bank, every store. There's armed guards. Whenever kids do a school trip, there's a teacher that's issued a, a rifle to carry around to protect the children. Um, it, it, it's a pretty well-guarded society. There isn't the right to bear arms like we have here in America. You know, the population isn't uh, well-armed like, like we are, but there are a lot of... Uh, guards that are, that are well on there. There's a lot of soldiers who are off duty. Unlike in America, soldiers, when they go home on leave, they take a rifle with them. When I was in the military, I was carrying an assault rifle 
a fully automatic assault rifle home with me every weekend. So that already provides a, a, a major uh, advantage over these armed attackers because, as you mentioned, there are many, many armed uh, Palestinian terrorists who are trying to do harm against people, whether it's with suicide bombs, whether it is with assault rifles, whether it's with knives or, or some other type of weapon. Uh, they live in a constant threat of terrorism, so they've had to develop security protocols to respond to that. And, and America is way behind, and they haven't learned. And my goal is to provide the kind of experience that we have from Israel to American communities who are playing catch-up now after all these mass attacks have happened. And I, I know you're getting pushback from rabbis uh, who don't want to have guns in their synagogues, still, even after what happened here in Pittsburgh. Well, you know what? Honestly, any rabbi who can say a thing like that after what happened in Pittsburgh, after we've seen our history in the Holocaust, where Hitler, the first thing he did was confiscate the guns from the Jews, how any rabbi that calls himself a rabbi could say something like that, that Jews shouldn't be armed while we're under threat. I mean, they have no right to lead a community. As far as I'm concerned, those voices are, are pure insanity, uh, and we can't afford to listen to them. They have to be ignored. They have to be shunned. Anyone who's saying that Jews should not be armed in their, in their synagogues, that citizens should not be armed to protect themselves against these bad guys out there with firearms that want to kill us, uh, these are not leaders, um, and these are not people that we should be listening to. Well, um, you know, there are people, you, obviously, if you've been here in America long enough, you know that about the debate about our Second Amendment. And there are people who, when you describe what you described, uh, uh, um, what goes on in Israel, that scares people. We can't have people walking around with guns. People are going to get hurt. That's the way they look at it. And they don't want well, guns in, in, in churches and schools and synagogues. They don't want teachers you know, armed. Honestly, too bad. You know, we don't live in America of the 1950s anymore. They're going to have to snap into reality. Um, that attitude is, is an archaic attitude, and it, it doesn't take into consideration the new threats that we're facing today. Uh, it's very nice to live in La La Land and imagine that we're not under threat, but the reality is that synagogues and churches, other houses of worship, and, and just Americans in general, uh, of whatever faith or ethnic group they may be, are under threat from anti-Semites, uh, racists, terrorists, uh, or even just psychopaths. Um, and, and this is the reality that we live in. So we can't afford to say, oh, we don't want armed security, we don't want armed civilians, we don't want guns in our society. I'm sorry, that's, that's not realistic, and that's only going to lead to more people being killed. So people are going to have to make that mental switch. They're going to have to make that switch, and they're going to have to come around to the fact that we now, in 2018, we need to accept the fact that America is going to have to be an armed society, and the armed citizen is going to be our last line of defense to defend the populace against these evil attackers. And um, how long does it take someone uh, who goes to your training center, training academy, to become proficient enough where you would feel confident they could handle a, an active shooter like what happened in, uh, in Pittsburgh? Well, you know, each person is different. There are some people that uh, it's very easy for them to, to learn things. They learn very quick. Uh, there's other people who it, it takes more time for them to develop that proficiency to be able to actually handle a firearm safely and engage a threat. Uh, I'm not going to give a specific number, but I would say if people have come for several training courses and also in between they've gone home to the range and practiced on their own with their firearm, uh, I think that a person can build the proper proficiency to be able to go out to their synagogue uh, and be that rapid responder and be able to respond to a threat. Last question. Do you have anybody, have you been contacted from uh people in Pittsburgh? So I have. I've been contacted actually by a lot of people from Pittsburgh, a lot of people in the Jewish community uh, that are thanking me so much for what I'm doing, and a lot of people that are actually interested uh, in training. I mean, the, the problem is we are about five hours drive from Pittsburgh. We're in northeast PA, uh, so it's not like it's very close. We mostly serve the New York, uh, New Jersey, uh, Connecticut area, the tri-state area, and Scranton uh, as well. And then also in the winter, we, we serve the uh, Arizona, Southern California area, and our courses in Phoenix. Uh, so a lot of people from Pittsburgh haven't really been able to, uh, to make it out to us, but there's a lot of interest, and they're very thankful that we're there. Well, hey, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, Jonathan Stern, give me the name of your, your, uh, your academy one more time and how people can um, get information on it. Sure. It is Cherev Gidon, Israeli Tactical Training Academy. In English, that means Sword of Gideon from the Bible. C-H-E-R-E-V-G-I-D-O-N. Mm -hmm. uh, Kharagidon, and the, the website is kharagidon.com, 
Uh, and people, anyone who's interested in the course can just uh, go to our website and, and, and email us and, and, and sign up. I mean, right now, like I mentioned, you know, we're, we're pretty well booked. Uh, but, uh, but we'd like to accommodate as many people as possible. You know, if you're, if you want to get your training, please feel free to come. We'd be happy to help you. Well, sounds like a good idea to me. Thanks, Jonathan. A pleasure. All right. See you later. Thank you. That's Jonathan Stern. Uh, and he, he has his, uh, Harav Gedan. Uh, tactical Israeli Tactical Training Academy, and I think anybody who even looks into this at all will find out that uh, one group that you don't mess with, the Israelis, and I think they kind of know what they're doing when it comes to stuff like this. So uh, it sounds like a good idea to me. We'll be right back. Stick around. This is Dr. Sebastian Gorka. President Obama's eight years of leading from behind left the world in flames. From Russia's invasion of Ukraine to North Korea's missile tests and a growing ISIS caliphate. Under President Trump, American leadership is being restored. But that does not mean our enemies have disappeared. That's why I wrote my new book, Why We Fight, defeating America's enemies with no apologies. As a former deputy assistant to President Trump for strategy, I explain the threats posed by enemies like Russia, China, and the global jihadi movement. We must know our enemies and have the will to defeat them. In my book, Why We Fight, we take off the political correctness blinders of the Obama years and learn how we can vanquish our enemies without mortal combat. Sebastian Gorka's new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies, is available now from Amazon and Barnes & Noble. The original Mattress Factory's mission is simple. We hand-build quality mattresses in our local factories. We sell those mattresses directly to our customers so we can eliminate the middleman, saving you hundreds of dollars compared to mainstream brands. While the other guys have their gimmicks, the original Mattress Factory has a straightforward approach and is committed to quality and doing what's best for our customers. It's what we've done for almost 30 years. Go to OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Great beds, no bull. That is the original Mattress Factory difference. Quality products plus factory direct prices equals great value. Mattresses that are designed with better materials. Mattresses that are hand-built in local factories. Mattresses that cost hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Now, I know what you're thinking. This all sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it isn't. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on up to $20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com. A referendum on Allegheny County's November 6th ballot seeks to establish a children's fund by raising property taxes. But as scholars at the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy note, it is ill-conceived, ill-defined, and likely problematic in implementation. It's also an abuse of the county's charter amendment process. This tax increase is neither justified nor desirable. Learn more about why the children's fund ballot question is misguided at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional thinking has been challenged since 1995. Healthy pets, healthy people, focusing on a natural, holistic approach for human and animal wellness. Host Dr. Edmund Sokowski and his guests discuss various topics on health and wellness for us and our companion animals. Airs each Saturday, live from 9 to 10 in the morning on 1250 AM, The Answer. Giving you the opportunity to call in with your questions. A healthy pet is a happy pet and being healthy makes people happy. Tune in, listen, learn, be well. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. 
So the one thing I, it would be really nice if the uh, Republicans uh, take over, keep the House tonight, would be watching Joy Behar's face tomorrow on The View. Here's what she said uh, to the uh, comment that Donald Trump had made about wanting to have a softer tone. Said it. He said it because he realizes that women like him less than menstrual cramps. <laughs> That's why he said it. Women. Yes. He now has this, like, this moment where he said, gee, they don't like me. Because you mm-hmm. see the numbers. The women are out there voting in voting. droves. And he and now voting. realizes that. Uh, he he mm-hmm. pulls around 34% with women. So, yes. It's it's, it's, it's not great. I, I would Those are the I'm, women. The women who still like him say that he is a protector. So, yes. they, so that's what they say, that he protects. So there you go. And that's uh, one of the things that uh, one of the reasons Well, I'm, root, I'm rooting for the Republicans to hold on to the House and obviously uh, maybe uh, grab a couple of seats in the Senate just for I think it's better for the country and better for me and better for everybody. Uh, because I think the Democrats have become insane. But uh, also, that goes right along with it is just seeing the reaction from people like Joy Behar. If it doesn't happen for her tonight, she's going to be. He's going to I actually I mean, I, I wouldn't if I were in solitary confinement for like a year and they said, listen, uh, we'll let you out uh, for like 30 minutes and you can watch the view or no, we'll let you out for a couple hours. You can one hour. You can watch the view. I'd say nah, You know what? I'll, I'm good. I'll stay in solitary confinement. I've had no human contact for a year, but no, thanks. I'll pass. So uh, but if if. The Republicans hold the House tonight. I will watch The View tomorrow just to see the look on Joy Behar's face tomorrow morning. That would be worth it. Um, And, you know, some other people, too. But it should be interesting. Uh, We'll have a lot to talk about tomorrow. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I have the first clue on what to expect tonight. I don't think anybody does. But uh, and it's. What is it? Uh, two hours and four minutes, and the polls will be closed. And you know it'll be really good. There won't be any more political ads on TV starting tomorrow morning. So you got that going for you, no matter what happens tonight. And just keep in mind that no matter what happens tonight, as Chuck Tanner used to say when we'd ask him about the Pirates having tough times, he'd say, "The sun's going to come up tomorrow. That's all. It'll come up, no matter what happens tonight." And no matter what happens tonight, we'll be here tomorrow at 5 o'clock on AM 1250, The Answer, John Steigerwald Show. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.